I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 61 of the T-Row and Funky Show. Brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built and Dolomer Mats. Tommy, what's going on, buddy? Oh, nothing much, my man. Just uh, recovering from a great weekend of wrestling. Back on the grind working here. Ready to talk to you about what do we got? International wrestling, some college yeah, wrestling. Lots some- of stuff. Some coaching shakeups, some Ooh. media company blunders. We got a lot of things we need to discuss. Tommy, how much do you hate technology, though? I really hate tech. Sky's been jacking with us tonight. So we were trying to get David Taylor on here. Um, Tom, we couldn't get Tommy added to the call. He was offline. Then I, I was interviewing David myself, and then it kept cutting out every three and a half minutes. I, I have I have no idea what the deal was. We are going to uh, – we might so we, we might put out a little bit of that David Taylor interview. If not, he he said he would get back with us another time. I was having fun talking to him. David is uh, you know Tommy. I, this is really funny. I'm just gonna be totally honest. Um, okay. Early in his career, I one of the things I, I prided myself on most was my dominance, right, as, as a collegiate wrestler. Um, and so like I always kind of cheered against people who were super dominant because I didn't want them to have the the bonus rates that I did, right? Right, of course. And um, so I, I kind of found myself cheering as David, but he was—he's just so damn likable, and he's so entertaining to watch. He's like impossible not to like. He is impossible not to like, <laughs> isn't especially, he? Especially when he's teching and pinning Olympic champions. By the way, we have too much to talk about tonight. But we, when we have a boring night, we gotta uh, have our debate. We do. That that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, Tommy, we, we have a lot tonight, so I, I, I definitely I would don't say think that, we I would, yeah, I would say the debate can't really happen until after NCAA. Is I think David would be an interesting person to have in the debate because um, he, uh, I mean, he teched and pinned a lot of people. So you know, I, I guess I don't even know what side of the fence he would be on. This has my argument has nothing to do with the fact that I couldn't pin anybody. You can't no. pin anybody, Tommy. You're pathetic, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy. Listen, at Midlands next year, you know, like, if you pin someone, you don't got to spend that much time on the mat, and you're old, so you just, just like, you should, who who in your area could teach you some pinning combinations so you can just pin some of these guys who aren't very good? Mitch Clark, well, he's not in my he's area. He's in New York. Hey, did you see, did you watch his video I posted? Yeah, I watched it. He oh, my God, how awesome and was that? That was so yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's like WikiLeaks. I, ta- I called him Julian Assang because... <laughs> I'm like, what else has he been sharing with you that I've been doing on this text battle? He is, he's hilarious. That, that totally cracked me up. Um, yeah, so um, so let's, let's go. World Cup, well, we, kind of, we kind of got after him last week. I, I watched the finals. That's all. You know, Some of the stuff was in the middle of the night. I didn't catch it. Russia did not, obviously did not bring anywhere remotely close to their number one team. Um, so we kind of put it on them. We... we 
put it on Georgia. We had a close match with, with Azerbaijan. Um, and the finale against Iran, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was Absolutely. a lot of good wrestling. And we came up a little short. We did. We did. And I, I think, you know, just generally speaking, we can get into the into the performances of each individual if we want to. But I would say, generally speaking, that's the strongest American wrestling team I've seen since I graduated college and started fo- 2004. So I feel you're, like I was, you're you're saying top top to bottom, or you know, top to bottom, top to bottom. Um, top. I mean, so so when I look at the team, obviously, I don't think Ramos is a metal threat, um, and I, I'm not even sure that he'll make the team next year. Obviously, Steber is he. He kind of got schooled by um, – I can't say these Iranian guys' names, so I almost don't even want to try. Um, do you want to give the, the 61 kilo guy's name a shot? No. Is Lumpur? Yeah, he's a two-time medalist. Um, he kind of schooled Logan. I mean, it just shut, shut him down to the point – I mean, we've seen Logan lose before, but I don't know that we've ever seen Logan get shut down, have we? No, not really, but you know, you don't listen. What? The reality is, is that we have four guys that have medaled at a world event. Okay. Four of those eight guys. The two that haven't medaled, I would consider very legitimate medal threats. David Taylor. And Molinaro? And, and um, um, no, I actually think Gwiz. I think David Taylor and Gwiz are top ten in the world. Well, Gwiz, Gwiz didn't have a great weekend, Tommy. I think he's going to do fine at the world level. Anyways, we got five. I mean, you got you can't argue five though. We got sure. five guys that I would say should medal, not even could, but should medal. Huh? That is, so well, obviously with your unbalanced, unseated brackets, um, I'd say I think saying should or would or could is uh, anyway. It's kind of a stretch, right? Well, unless you're Jordan Bros and you're you're well, so, so much better than. Gonna, Team, tell me an American team that's better in the past 10 years. Oh, I, I'm not, I didn't say that. I just said you just said those guys should medal. Um, no, I would, I would generally speaking, um, I, I think I would agree with your assessment that this is the best, um, this is the best group, group that we've had as Americans in, in a long time. Really since, um, man, I what, 96? Say- 96 was a good team, but you know, no, we, we went sure. over the cultural dynamics and we were good in the late '90s, not as good as in '96, but I would say but remember, that. Remember the the wall fell in '91, and there was a lot of those countries who were still kind of finding their way at that point in time. So, well, uh, they just didn't know how to abuse the system. Ha! Come on, they were they've been abusing since abusing was invented. <laughs> Anyways, we're kind of bouncing around here. No, okay, I, okay. So let's go. So, uh, you know, Steber's obviously a metal threat. Molinaro, I mean, you know, he's kind of getting older now. How much? How much longer do you think he can keep no, up? I would, do you I think would, he's going to be the guy this year? No, I don't. And Ooh. I would say that Ramos is the the least of metal threat. Molinaro, I would say Molinaro is not a metal threat, but he's respectable. Who 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 can challenge him this year? Because Metcalf retired. Uh, Oliver is Oliver still going at it? Because he went up. Yeah, to- I, I think I think uh, I think I'm thinking real fast here. Rutherford, Rutherford. I mean, he yeah, third at the yeah. trials last year. Sky uh, Pico's Hunter, out. Hunter, Hunter Steber, Imar. Hunter Steber ain't challenging him, and Imar's not making forty-five. Imar might go down. You never. Nah, know. he ain't making it. Come on, he went up to one sixty-five this year. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he ain't going. He, I think fifty one fifty four is his weight class, and I think they're probably gonna, they're probably going to hope that the weight classes change. Um, you know, when they determine about this weight class change, and I would guess Imar is hoping for a weight class change. Um, okay, so they, so so as good as Dake looked at Paris, Burroughs is a different guy than he's been before. So I, I guess where we're saying now is, can this version of Jordan Burroughs, right? Can he evolve to the point where he can still win on, on as consistent of a basis as the Jordan Burroughs we had two or three years ago? Yeah, I, I do. And I, I mean, I think we're just, you know, I understand what you're saying about it was a different Jordan Burroughs, but I don't think you would have said that had he even meddled at the Olympics. Yeah, Be- whatever. I mean, Tommy, he, he didn't score a takedown against the guy from Georgia. And then he, he won 3-2 against the Iranian who... Yes, but it was his first time in a competitive wrestling match since August. That, that, but you don't, that you're, you're totally forgetting how good Jordan Bur- This was a Jordan Burroughs that was freaking 10-pointing everybody. He, Tommy, for, for a minute there, he was, techful, he was looking like the, the prototype of what a freestyle wrestler should be. There, I mean, for, for, I don't know, a good, what, 12, 18, 24 months there, there was no one touching him, right? Yeah. I mean, he was so good. He was he just, also, I mean, in, 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 during that time, he also lost to Nick Marable. So, no, know, I would say right after, so he loses to Nick Marable, and then he loses at the Worlds in 14. Right after that is what he went on that tear. And really, so he didn't lose between... The 2014 Worlds and the 2016 Olympics, that's two years he didn't lose one time. Yeah, but, it, you know, you're, at, was, the world, it, it, at the Worlds, he needed a takedown at the end to beat Kadaev, the guy that beat him by one point at the Olympics. Okay, well, that, that's fair. <laughs> Damn it, Tommy. All, all, all I'm saying, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that you're wrong. What yeah. I'm saying is that I don't want to have a and I, and I have some friends on my text group that happen to completely agree with what you're saying. So, I've got some experience in this discussion. All I'm saying is that Jordan Burroughs went 4-0 at the World Cup. Now, well, but it wasn't the but Tommy for it's 4-0. He beat, the, he beat the Uregan silver medalist 10 to 1, Ben. Okay, but he beat the Georgian 2 to 2 and he didn't get a takedown in 6 minutes. Yeah. I know. It, it, I, I would say that even Jordan Burroughs would say – I haven't listened to his quotes, but I, even Jordan Burroughs would say it's not what I expect from myself. I'm sure he would say that. Or but, is, it, you know, is it the phase of his career because he is old enough where he's going to have to evolve and win differently? I mean I, could, I yes. think that's definitely the case. I think that's, that's where we uh, don't necessarily disagree, but I'm not jumping to that conclusion yet, especially when he took his longest layoff – since he's been wrestling competitively. Sure. So, you know, if, if Kyle Dake went 4-0 at the World Cup, even with those scores, the tone of the discussion about Kyle Dake's performance at the world level would be different. But We'd jo- be saying- Jordan Burroughs was the one who set the standard for himself. He Correct. set that standard. He, he, we didn't make him go out there and kill everybody. He went out there and killed everybody himself. <laughs> oh. Right? So maybe it's he said he maybe he set an unattainable standard um, that that you know that he realized that he you know he can't get to I guess, I guess is what you're saying so um, I just, I just think what I saw and uh, was was a different Jordan Burroughs. I actually um, did go back and watch some of Jordan's older matches and 
one thing that he was doing two years ago that I didn't see him do at the World Cup is he didn't power through anything. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was too. But I, I almost feel like that was um, a, like a mode that he's in. Like he's going at too many angles, and not just going through people. And maybe because he doesn't feel as powerful as he used to feel. Like, and I'm talking instinctively, not mentally. Like I'm not as powerful. But you know how. Sure. I don't. Maybe he's just not having that mojo about going through people. But man, he used to go through people, man, like like straight through them. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I'm interested if you know he's just in a kind of a. Anyways, he went four and zero, and he beat the Oregon silver medalist ten to one. So if I wanted to really angle the argument, I could. You know what I mean? But I know what you're saying. I'm just not ready to say that's that's what it is. But Tommy, that's yeah. So essentially, what what we are, and I guess we'll use this term loosely, but we're essentially wrestling analysts, right? That's what what we do. We get on here, we analyze wrestling, and so part of what people enjoy about listening to to you and I is that we can see small things that other people aren't necessarily seeing, right? And right. I, I think we gotta trust our we gotta trust our guts. Our, oh. our our guts are telling us something, and they're telling us that. Because we've watched wrestling for a really long freaking time and analyzed it at a high level. And I'm telling you, the Jordan Burroughs I saw at the World Cup was not the same Jordan Burroughs I saw two years ago. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. That I would agree with that. I would agree with the Jordan Burroughs that I saw is not the same as the one that I saw, for the most part, two years ago. I'm not ready to say that the Jordan Burroughs I saw two years ago is gone. But I will agree that the tournament he had over the weekend was not what I've seen uh, more than not out of him in the past two years. Okay. So I'd like we're, to, so we're I, in agreement there. <laughs> kind of. Sort of. Kind of. Sort of. Um, and then, I wanna, so, I, you I, know, I, I don't know that we're going to get to – I don't know. The David Taylor interview was kind of amateur because – the Skype kept freaking cutting out. Not our fault. Skype's fault. Let me say this, Ben. If, if if he if he wrestles that way in his next event, I will say that maybe he is wrestling at a lower level from here on out than he used to be. That his 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 prime is behind him. Okay, so that's fair. So, but the next event's gonna be the world uh, the U.S. Open for him, probably. Right. So if he if he tech falls everybody and beats Dave. And beats Dake eight to three. You remember what he did to Dake in Madison two years ago? It was ugly. Yeah, but did you see what he did to Dake uh, three years ago when he was in the middle of his terror? It was a freaking dog fight. He had to. He that took was every four hour. years ago, right? Uh, yeah, I'm missing. I think the it was one four with, years ago, and then the next year was Taylor. Yes, correct. He's been kicking ass so long we can't even keep ah, tracks. We're trying, and so okay. Yeah. So I, I was gonna say, so you know. If we're listening to our guts, and what I was just saying about Jordan Burroughs, I'm going to say the opposite about about David Taylor. And I kind of asked him about this in the interview, which which might air later in this episode, if we can piece it together, because Skype <laughs> is a low-life application, um, yeah. is that the David Taylor I saw uh, at the World Cup was kind of more like the one I saw in college. I mean, just... Just that passion for – and I told him that one of the things I, you know, you love about David Taylor is there's just this passion for competition. You can tell he enjoys it. He loves it. He wants to be there. And, you know, and he kind of even almost admitted to it that, you know, he was, he was putting a little too much emphasis on some events to get certain results. 
and he wasn't just letting it, letting it go, you know. And I think yeah. we saw him kind of let it go, and I think we we saw what he was capable of. We did. He's always been, you know, one of the te- most technical wrestlers in the world. I think clearly the most technical in the country. And you know, when he when he has grown into that weight class, if you can be that technical at that weight class, guess who you are? You're you're Kale Sanderson. And so I I just think that what's happening to David, and I'm not going to say that I ever uh, lost faith because I think there was moments where I'm like, man, I thought, but he's just doing what I kind of intuitively thought he could have done two or three years ago. Sure. And I think a lot of that has to do with just building into the weight, being patient. Maybe a little bit of humble pie helped him on just having that razor edge competitive um, fire. Yeah. Either way, it, it – what he did didn't really truly surprise me. Did it no. surprise you? No, I, I well, well, y- yes and no. No, if you would have told me the results, no, it wouldn't have surprised me because, um, you know, if you remember back to college, Tommy, and not a lot of people remember this part of it, but t- David did not have a great redshirt year. Um, right. He lost. I, I don't know what the number was, but I feel like it was at least a handful of matches, and I feel like there was a couple times he kind of got his butt kicked. Right. Um, to where people were saying, is David Taylor really going to be as good as we thought he was going to be? And then, you know, and then he comes out one year later and, he, and, you know, obviously he lost the last match of that year, but he was pretty much as good as everyone thought he was going to be. And so with his international career, it, it has taken now a couple of years for him to develop into what we thought he was going to be. But um, I guess the second part of the answer is, and man, I don't, I don't want to like sound like I'm putting David down here. But I think Yazdani Chirati took him kind of lightly. Yes, I think Yazdani Chirati took him a little lightly. I also think Yazdani um, is going through what David went through. I know Yazdani's an Olympic champion. Yeah. But this is a 20 year old man that three years ago he was wrestling Aaron Pico for the junior world title. 145. Can you imagine? Two years, ago, two years ago he was in James Green's weight class. Last year he was in. Uh, Burroughs' weight class, and this year he's in a, yeah. another weight class. And, and, and also, when I look at him, I don't think he's using. I literally think he's, he's Iranian, be- though. I Iranian. Think I know. I think he's gro- he's becoming a man. Every year he looks like a, a different person Tommy, facially. You're I just think- Tommy, you're such a sweetheart. Listen, I'm just I'm just being real Come here. Come on, man. You, is, he, is he using or not? No, I don't think he is. Come on. It wouldn't shock me, but it's I don't think he is. mandatory for the Iranian wrestling program. Listen, it, it's it's conceivable because I had this this argument as well on tape. <laughs> listen, here's the thing. Okay, actually, Tommy, I actually have your phone bug, so I know exactly which text battles you're having with your with your old college teammates. And yeah. I, know, I know which are the hot-button topics to bring up. Yeah. So <laughs> he it's conceivable that he weighed 170. 165 when he was going 145 against Pico, and it's conceivable that he weighs 188 right now and is not cutting a pound because he sure doesn't look like it. And so it could be that he hasn't grown that much at all. Yeah, I, I mean, nah, I mean he, he definitely he looks different, obviously, and you know cutting weight will do that to you. But um, I I, th- I think he's big. I think he just I mean he kind of tried doing to David what he did to Alex. Do you remember him versus Alex Deringer? I believe it was at the World Cup last year. Uh-huh. Where he just pushed him out, pushed him out, and then Deirdre got sick getting pushed out, so he turned back in, and then he, you know, I think he picked him to his back for four points, right? Do you remember that? 
Yeah. So I think that's kind of what he was going for, but it was just like he was using so much muscle to try to bully David around that he, he exhausted himself. Right. right? And then Dave I mean, Taylor with his skills, especially down on the ankles, it's like the last guy you want to wrestle when you're feeling heavy-footed. So it was yeah. just – it was perfect for David. So I thought he did a great job. I mean, it was an amazing performance. I'm really happy for him. So I don't want to uh... – I don't, I don't want to have a crush on David Taylor or anything, but you know what? I, you know what I told him, and I want to hear what you think about this assessment, Tommy. I didn't tell him this tonight. I told him this a couple of years ago. I think David Taylor is better at getting two leg attacks. So I'm not saying finishing or anything else. Just getting two leg attacks than anyone since John Smith. I I need to think long and hard about that, but what you're saying is David Taylor is is a one of a kind almost in getting the legs and I agree with that. I mean he's it's pretty awesome. So you agree? I do, yeah. I just gotta think of some other people. But yeah, he's he gets to legs, man. He knows how to get to you the legs. Not keep him off people's legs. And obviously someone like Kyle Dake was able to scramble out of a lot of those attacks. Um but he gets to everybody's legs. So to your point, when Yazdani Chirati um is is tired and he's and his feet are heavy, you don't want to wrestle David Taylor when your feet are heavy. No way, no, no way. Yeah, no he'll, way. he'll make you look silly. Um, so, good weekend for David. I mean, I think the whole world needs to be on notice. I think they are on notice, including Jaden Cox. That was an amazing performance. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got, boy. All right. Um, so, are, we're, I, <laughs> we're going to have the same damn discussion about Kyle Snyder that we've already had. Uh, he lost, but I guess, does it matter? He's probably going to win another world title. Yeah, I mean, I think Kyle Snyder has been top five in the world for the past two years. I think that this weekend showed that he's top five in the world again, and he just has an amazing knack for winning when it counts the most, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's what we're going to say that, and then we'll be done. He's still my pick to win it. I mean, is yeah, it your pick? Why, why, well, Sajulayev is moving up, right? So we need to see that. I wish someone would professionalize that event and put those two on because I would pay um, a good amount of money to watch those two go at it. But they'll probably just wrestle in Paris in August at the World Championships, and it'll be broadcast, advertised, and marketed to on a very low level. Right. Man, I'm depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else do we got? Okay, so... Yeah, I I think that's about it from the World Cup. I think overall, like you said, America has... A really solid team right now. I think the future is bright. I think we have a few good challenges at every weight class, um, and and so yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for the U.S. Open. I think there are a lot of weight classes to be contested. You know, I think I think another thing that we're not mentioning about David Taylor is that um, Jaden Cox will be sitting out the mini tournament and waiting for David because he got the Olympic medal last year. Um, which you know, put, it does put him at an advantage if David Taylor's got to go through three or four matches to get to him. Um, I do. I, I forgot about that detail. Yeah. With, uh, um, so that is interesting. So that that makes an interesting dynamic, um, especially when you're seeing how much success he's having. That creates an inter- interesting dynamic for that weight class. Right. And right. obviously, Logan will sit out. Kyle will sit out. You know, I, I don't. I think Varner's done. So I, I don't know who will be able to. I don't know that any Americans are going to be able to challenge um, Kyle at 211. No, I think he's walking into the world championships. 
So, do we want to talk about the the flow incident before the the match, or the match before the flow incident? Let's talk about the incident. All right, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's boom, tough. It's tough for a lot of reasons. Um, we 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 got to be honest that that was a failure. Yeah. Um, I, I think anybody that's a consumer of wrestling knows that that was a, a major failure. That being said, you know, unlike some of our critiques of the UWW, Ben, I think that Flow Wrestling has been hitting the ball out of the park or at least getting on base every time they're at the plate for the most part Yeah, um, for the better part of a decade. And, yes, they struck out in the bottom of the ninth with everyone watching them yesterday is the biggest duel of the year. Mm-hmm. And so it needs to be discussed. I'm just saying, and, I, and I'm personal friends with Martin Floriani, personal, full disclosure. So when I saw everyone also. bashing, when I saw everyone bashing uh, Flow Wrestling yesterday on the internet, and to some extent I it was right, it was correct, yeah. uh, I felt like my friend got headlocked in the state finals and pinned. Like that was uh, that was how I had this like sick feeling in my stomach, Tommy, yeah, all afternoon. That was how I felt. So I mean, full disclosure, I am absolutely biased, but also as a consumer of wrestling, I just think that it was bad. It was a failure. But these th- this company has has changed the 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 American. Yeah, I mean, Tommy, so you said the better part of a decade, but you got to remember, Flow was it it was in, invented, I guess you'd say, or created. In 2007, so they've they've only been around a decade, right? Right. And they really started live streaming events. I, I know what the last three to four years. Yeah. Um. So they are kind of newer to the space, and obviously it it wasn't their first mess up. But you know the the one the one critique that I I just like I, I hit my head at, and I'm saying what what these wrestling people just they just don't get it, Tommy. Is that they people are saying Flo cho- chooses money over the sport, right? Right. And that critique baffles me because I don't think people understand the economics of sport. Flow is 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 investing a lot of money. Number one, in buying the rights to air that duel, right? They they paid Oklahoma State for that match. They're not getting it for free. Um, yep. And then I mean, there's ten or twelve crew there, and and then they're doing the same thing for Wyoming. They're doing the same thing for South Dakota State. They're doing the same thing for Edinburgh. So there's a handful of these colleges that they you know they're they're airing five to seven events every single weekend. Right. And I want to say this is the second one in the last twelve months that I've had issues with. Yeah. And so, when and you you actually so and so I watch you, a lot of wrestling, right? Well, you watch a lot of wrestling live, which I don't, because right. um, uh, anyways, my schedule is allowing me a real cool. job. Right. So you you actually are consuming live events. So your your opinion actually matters a lot more than mine. Even though I'm a big time consumer of Flow, I have a Flow Pro subscription. I don't watch much live. Yeah. So. You know, I you know, I, lots of Friday nights. I've I've watched the live duels. I watched the scuffle. So I've watched a lot of stuff, and, and they've had a few glitches. But um, like I said, I think I think it's probably been two in the in the last year. And so when you think just back ten years ago, Tommy, and I I, I don't like to think I, I'm old, um, but I you know I guess I'm starting to get there. But in two thousand seven, how many collegiate events? How many events? Period were being aired live. Because I oh. think the answer is one. I think the NCAA finals were aired live, and I think that's it. Right. Right. I mean, is that yes or no? Yeah. No. I think you're I, exactly right. I, yeah. So, so when we go to um, 2017, just 10 short years later, and Flo's airing 100 episodes, um, then they, you know, 100 episodes, 100 
different events live. Um, they've made so they've made a serious investment into our sport. Are they making money? Yes, they have to make money or they wouldn't be around, right? And and my wife and I were talking about this last night, and she said she said something. She said, "Well, if flow went away, people would finally realize how much they actually do, right? Right? Because where where would we? No one else, nobody has the infrastructure to do what they're doing right now. Nobody does, right? right. And maybe someone could figure it out, but." It, it would take a while to build the infrastructure. So, um, I, you know, our, our, our customers' right to be upset 100%, that they're right to be upset. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, the wrestling fans are saying, Flo only cares about money, not wrestling. Yeah. That is a, a terrible point of view, and you have to realize how much Flo's done for the sport. And, yeah, are they making money 100%? And they're giving us... Uh, a great product, even though a lot of people don't want to. Um, yeah, and, maybe and, and that's the case. You know, it's, like, it's like we're talking about both ends, but they did fail yesterday. Yeah, and 100%. I think Martin Floriani, they failed. They freaking failed. But, and I, I hate saying the butt stuff because we bash on a lot of other governing bodies, but I just think when you kill it for 10 years, when you freaking win 99 out of 100 wrestling matches and you lose the one. It's like okay, go back to winning ninety nine more, and I hope yeah. I hope we don't talk about another failure for another three years. But you know they're at the plate, swinging the bat, doing unique, innovative things, driving value, driving content to the wrestling community, connecting the sport uh, in a lot of ways, giving great stories, inspiring people, creating ignition events, as you would say, with people with their yeah. content. You know, there's just so much good that it's like, I mean, on top of Martin being my friend, even if he wasn't, I just think that. The, that business has done an excellent job. It's like Apple making a bad iPhone. If the <laughs> I, it, honest to God, if if the iPhone eight is there, an, is it? We're on iPhone seven I, now. I don't, I don't believe there's an iPhone eight, Tommy. So if the iPhone eight came out and just freaking stunk, like like the stream did yesterday, I would not say Apple's a bad company. I wouldn't say it. I'd say. They failed on the iPhone 8. Can't wait to see the iPhone 9. That's what I'd say. And that's how I feel about Flow. What do you think? Uh, I agree 100%. I, you know, I think one interesting interesting um, comparison to draw would be how, you know, how much hype they, they – and obviously I, I, was, uh, I was live streaming Tommy on Facebook – because I my flow was working. I don't know why everyone else wasn't. But my, I know. I was I, under Periscope okay. telling the tech. I was saying. I said it like five times. You never responded. I said the pin is. Oh well, Tommy. I was on there for half an hour. And I had nine hundred comments. I know. I was so, all over it. It was fun. Um. <laughs> so I had thirteen hundred viewers, and then I, I looked to Facebook's um uh, live feed, and they had like fourteen thousand viewers, right? And so they hyped up this duel so much. And when you really want to break it down, um, it was a great duel, but there was no matchups that were like, wow. And we kind of said oh, that on the show last like, week. Oh, who, who brought that up? We said huh? that last week. That's right. We brought that up. So, okay, so when you, when you contrast how many people were excited to watch that match versus I, I, I woke up on, hell, whatever morning the damn World Cup was. I don't recall what morning it was. And I'm like, oh, the World Cup Finals on sh- soon, you know? Right. I went to the map.com. There's, oh, the USA went, beats, uh, who did they beat? Azerbaijan advances the final, right? So right. Like, okay, you know, there should be a, a, a link to the live stream. Because I remember, you know, it's streaming somewhere, I think off track or something, right? So right. I, I can't find it there. 
So I go to track. It says, you know, it says something about the, it says something about the World Cup, but it does, you know, there's no live. Hey, live the World Cup final live streaming now, right? Because I know it's coming up. So I'm like, okay. So I, I go to UWW's page. Again, nothing about the World Cup final that's coming up, right? Right, right. So I was like pissed. I'm like, I freaking know this is somewhere. How do I freaking find it? And I don't even recall how I found it. I found it some way. I don't remember how I found it. But so I right. had, I had to go looking for that content. Right. right? So right. when you contrast the the marketing and how pumped up people uh, flow had people about Okie State versus Penn State, which like we talked about, wasn't there weren't really all that many great individual matches um, versus. The World Cup finale, which a lot of people would have been excited about, I had to try three or four different sites before I found found the live stream for it. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, yeah, we can get off of it now. I mean, you and I probably sound like flow homers. I'm but, a flow homer. They, but, and if you don't like it, you can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David Taylor just tweeted at you and the T-Road Monkey Show. He said, ugh, technical difficulties. So I, said, I, we- I don't want to throw him under the bus, Tommy, but – you and I have been on Skype now for um, 33 minutes and 45 seconds together. And uh, it, we have not cut out. Yeah. And uh, so I want to say it might have been his Skype that was cutting out. Yeah, maybe we need a do-over. I, I think we do need a do-over. I um, want to do an interview with DT. Yeah, so and go. so we got to figure out why, why our calls aren't merging also. Okay, so let's get on to this duel. Let's. It starts off hot, Tommy. It starts off real hot because – Oh, hot, so hot. hot. Surrey Island, this is a big story. People are kind of neglecting this because of what happened with flow, which kind of tells you about how big the flow incident was. Right. That's exactly Listen, right. Listen, one of two things happened to Nick Surreal. He's either really, really freaking hurt and he's done. He's not going to do well at Nationals. Or he's a drama queen. There's, or he's a cupcake. Exactly. There's one of the two. Because you, you don't get up and start walking like that unless you're either really, really freaking injured or you're a drama queen. I think he's really injured. That I mean, that that would be my guess too. I'm saying I, I was thinking possibly like um, what torn Achilles or something. The way he was like couldn't step on it. I don't know, man. But I'm telling you, if that's 20 points minus for Penn State at the Nationals, let's say that he goes one and two because he can't even walk or just something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. I mean, that Tommy, a- it, you got to realize Big Tens is 13 days away. 13 days. Oh yeah, he's gonna default out at the Big Tens. You 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 rest assured. I mean, he's not he, he's he's not going full bore until the Nationals. But that means he's not training. I that agree. Means, I mean, I you know I think one twenty five is probably a hard pull for him. That means he's not getting his cardio in. That's I mean, if exactly he can't put why, weight on his foot, Tommy, that's why it's a big deal. It's a big that's freaking Buc- deal. Tommy. Nobody's I'm talking not, about it. That's right. The Buckeyes aren't winning, Tommy. Oh, you wait, you wait. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Tom. Anyways, unless you like clone Kyle Snyder into like a smaller version, he can fill in the one sixty five spot or something. That's right. No, I'm, it's a big deal for the title race. It 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 breathes life into a lot of programs, mainly Oklahoma mainly State. Oklahoma but, State. But there's some other programs that now you know because Oklahoma State. One thing that they've got, they've probably got the most balance yeah. across all ten weights, but they have the least surefire. Finalist yes, potential, yes. in my opinion. But, so, so, I mean, and then, but that helps me at 125 also because, like, Iowa's getting first-place points at 125, yep. right, whether Suriano's in there or not. Now, you right. take Suriano out of there. I mean, P- Pichadini is 10, 11, 12, right? Right. 
I mean, that, and that, that might be the one match that he would have lost that he's now going to win, and he's going to get an All-American right. and, and earn another five or six points for Oklahoma State. So You're right. Um, exactly right. They, and just, uh, yeah, the, the way – the way Soriano stepped on his foot, it looked like it looked like absolutely nothing happened. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I, I think I there's something serious. He's, I'm a queen. I think he's hurt. I think yeah. he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, he's tough as nails. You, do you remember he was he was involved in the longest um, match of all, wrestling match of all time? No. The remember the, who's number one? Him and oh. Dayton Fix wrestled for 35 minutes. That's right. That's it, I, I was there because that was the first. Uh, Flow Premier League when we did uh, uh, the Pro League, and right. I, you know, I was kind of like helping out with the production and stuff. And I remember we were like, oh, "Should we stop this? Like, right. what if someone gets hurt at 33 minutes? Like, are you are they going to look like buttholes? Like, right. you know, they're high school kids. They're what they're at that point. They're 16 or 17 or whatever, um, and they're going, you know, a 35 minute go. But I remember I think both their dads are like, "No, you're not stopping this." Right, freaking right. going, and that it was like a, it was a freaking awesome match. Right. Um. So yes, so Suriano's tough. Um. I think he's hurt badly. I agree, and it makes things really interesting. Makes things way more interesting. Okay, thirty-three. Cade Brock kind of dominates. Now forty-one. This is the other big controversy. Cade Brock got juiced. I will say that. What do you mean he got uh, tired? Yeah, oh yeah, he, he got he's tired. cutting a lot of weight. I think. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if him and Heil both go up next year when when Colin graduates. Right. I think. I, honestly, here's what I think. You want to hear my prediction for them next year? I think um, Brock goes up. I think Heil goes up. I think they got the Gio Martinez guy who was uh, he was around a twelve or maybe he was an All American from Boise State. I think he goes in fifty seven. I think JoJo goes up, and I think Chandler Rogers goes up. Is Colin a senior or junior? Senior. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he was a junior. Um, okay, so so pin or not pin? What do you got? Uh, I think he was pinned. I think he was pinned. I mean, he was flat as a board. It's what? Just... He wasn't flat. <laughs> what are you talking his about? His shoulder was up. It was by the slightest of margins, Tommy, but his <laughs> shoulder was up. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah. like, by, like, the tiniest centimeter of a centimeter of a, a fraction of a centimeter, but it was up. Uh, he was pinned. Come yeah, on, you don't. You have to have him down for more than what one a one second count, and it definitely it definitely was down for a one second count. Okay, so you're saying he wasn't pinned? I don't think he was. I think it was like, and I mean, and if it was called, would I have been like that was a robbery? Now nah, I probably be like, eh, I, I get it, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think he was pinned. I think it was like I don't know that you can get any closer to being pinned without being pinned. I think right. he was literally as close as you can get to being pinned. And this goes – we talked about this last week, Tommy. But if he, he would have pinned him, that means that uh, he would have been dominated. Right, Ben? <laughs> don't even start. Uh, yeah, he would have been really dominated there. Listen, uh, <laughs> the, the most humiliating, embarrassing thing and the whole point of the sport of wrestling is to put another man's two shoulders flat the- on the mat. Here's here's the thing. We're gonna get into this argument. It's not the most humiliating thing. It is. When it someone is. if I'm in a tie score and someone pins me, I don't feel inferior. But if someone freaking mollywops me by by greater than fifteen points and they have to stop the match to put me out of my misery, that's embarrassing, Ben. That's embarrassing. Okay, Tommy, let me just it, it, 
if it's so easy to pin people, how many times in the deciding hey, match? What? What? I'm not talking about if it's easy to pin someone or not. The argument is what is the most dominant, a pin or a tech? A I'm pin. not talking. It's a pin. I, I think pinning is very hard to do. Pinning is a skill. It's difficult. It's like a stoop play is hard to do too. I'm talking about It's really not that hard. You just put the freaking shoulders on the mat, Tommy. You're going to get mauled in this argument. I got, I got another 28 points. Okay, we, we, don't another have time, point. we don't have time for this right now. Save, save it. Okay. I got at least 15 more points, no oh, pun intended. For God's sakes. Maul um, you. Okay, and so I don't think Haya was pinned, but this goes to our point. Haya will wrestle as close as you can get with everybody on the planet. I don't know what his freaking problem is. As close as you can get. I mean, that as, was as close as you can get. And I, I tell you, I, I'll tell, I tell people all the time, and it's from a scrambler's perspective, Tommy, um, don't try to pin someone from that position. I say, I've said that a thousand times. And, you know, Jimmy, was he wasn't trying to get the takedown. He was only trying to pin him, which he, he was really, 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 really close. But it is hard to pin someone there because once the weight starts going one way, you can easily get rolled over and then you're going to give up the takedown. So I, I don't know why at some point maybe Jimmy should have tried to pin him in the second, right? But at some point in the third, why doesn't he just start going for the takedown? Yeah. Right? I mean, and you got to make inter- incremental movements there. It's not like you're going to be able to just turn and get it because it's Dean Highland. He's a great scrambler. It's going to be really small incremental movements to get where you need to get um, to get where you need to get to. But I think he could have got the takedown there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Totally agree. All right. Well. Uh, all right. So man, we and there. You know what? We said this wasn't a good duel, but we, we've had two drama things. One was an injury, so I guess that's not good wrestling. Yeah. Um, but one forty nine. You know, Zayn was, if not the most dominant, the second most dominant. He didn't win the Hodge, right? Right. And, and it was razor thin between him and um, him and uh, Alex Deringer. But he was arguably the most dominant wrestler in the NCAA last year. He just had an overtime match with Brandon Sorensen, who Sorensen just lost to Lugo, so it's not like Sorensen's wrestling out of his mind, right? Correct, correct. And he had a two-to-one match, and you know, I sure thought I thought there was a couple times where Kalika was going to get out, um, and so you know that that would have made it two-to-two um, with with Anthony Kalika. So you know, he the gap has been closed. I'm not really sure how, but the gap has been closed. I think I I, I honestly think Zane's a little bored. Shouldn't be bored anymore, but I think he got a little bit bored. Really? And these other guys, yeah, these other guys kind of honed in a little bit. He just seemed a little bit hungrier last year, and I'm really gra- I'm really splitting hairs here. Well, it's got to be something, right? Right, right. He just seemed a little bit more vicious last year than he is this year. Yeah, there's there's definitely something. Maybe it's a who knows? Maybe it's a weight cut, right? We we don't we don't know. Well, I mean, right. we made forty five and a half, but that was on a day before weigh in. Right. So maybe it's that. You know, Kale kind of said he was sick at the Iowa duel, but obviously there's no way he's sick at the Iowa duel and the Oklahoma State duel. That, that would just be too Correct. weird. Correct. Um, yeah, so there, there's something with Zane. Um, he, he definitely wasn't as aggressive as we've seen before. So I think that's an interesting story. Um, because Absolutely. With, with Sorensen taking him to overtime and Sorensen's not having uh, his best year, and with Kalika, and Kalika, you know, he's lost to LeVon Mays, so it's not like. He's killing everybody else, right? Um, you know, I, I I think Rutherford could possibly lose. 
And Kalika, he could lose. And Kalika has been on a tear, even though he did lose to Levon Mays. He's been on a tear the past three or four weeks. Yeah, I mean, well, he he beat. I mean, he beat Sorensen, but it was it was ugly, right? It was in like quadruple overtime or whatever the freak it was by two seconds of ride time. Some some bull crap. Right. So it wasn't super dominating. Okay. So then we flipped to fifty-seven. What? Cheers. Do we want to go on, on how awesome Nolf is or what the hell is wrong with JoJo? Where do you want to go? Well, we can do both. I was really having a lot of faith in JoJo, I want to say, a month and a half ago. And you said, he's. I think he's kind of done. And you really hit the nail on the head there. I think he's done. And I think Nolf is just that great. You, you, so you think it's that he, Nolf's that great? Because um, I think when I, Well, I think, you know, I think when you watch JoJo, I think it's one of two things. Um, and I'll just I'm gonna, I'll throw in my John Smith voice for you in a second, but I think it, it's telling that he's not wrestling in every match, right? He's taking a lot of his matches off, and so there's one or two things going on. It's an injury, or he's cutting a lot of freaking weight, right? Right. He shouldn't be there. But John Smith went into Joe's bedroom and he said, "Hey, son, you know the Cowboys haven't won a national title since 2005." We're going to need you at 157 pounds. I know that ain't going to be ideal for you. But us <laughs> Cowboys need a national title, all right? And then uh, and then Joe said, well, of course. Yeah. And Does Joe have an accent? I don't know if Joe has an accent. You're still assuming that, you're assuming that Joe still lives at home. <laughs> well, he's probably there over the summer. He's probably there over the summer. But it's, it's a better story. He was probably was. Over there, oh, there over the summer, and he was eating a lot of junk food, and John's like, Joe, we're going to need you at 157 pounds. You're 184 pounds right now, Joe. Right? It's great. Or, or he's injured, right? Or he's injured, and he probably shouldn't be wrestling. And again, John knows that, that Joe is the best option. And right. he knows this is the year they're going to win a title if they're going to win a title. Um, so, I, you know, it, it's one of those two things because Joe, Joe Smith this year is not the Joe Smith that we saw last year. No. No, not not at all. Maybe it's a head coach's son thing because Jake Ryan's in the same boat. Yeah, hmm. that definitely could be. So Nolf is is so amazing though. I mean this this guy. I literally said I was I was, I was live streaming and I was watching it. We had a couple of wrestlers in there doing private lessons because of state tournaments this week. And I literally said to a couple of them, not not based on on career achievements, but obviously he'll be really good. But based on the the peak that someone reaches, right? Right. So they're they're. Their best of their best. He could be, by the time it's all said and done, he could be the best folk style wrestler that we've ever seen. I mean, this guy <laughs> is freaking unreal. He really is. I mean, Isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he really is. he's got, I mean, and just, and, you know, he has to be so ridiculously strong because there's some of these positions, even a couple that he got in yesterday that I was like, He's not, you know, JoJo's going to stalemate this out, and then all of a sudden, Nolf's freaking powering through, and you're like, good lord, I've been in that position. That's a freaking hard position to come out of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, um, I, I, I was impressed by him. Um, so, I will tell you, I, I did have to start coaching practice after that. I caught the bone nickel highlight. Um, I don't That's know. That's all I caught, dang it. Well, you well, you because you got mad because of my life. I I stopped Facebook live. Yeah, I you stopped. Practice. I had to stop, dude. Um, yeah. So, um, wow. Um, I thought it was impressive. Wait, Mark, wait, wait. Oh, oh, I was gonna say Nickel Nickels at wrestling at a pretty pretty ridiculous level right now. Don't you think? 
Yeah, I, I do. I think that um, he's clearly the second best guy right now in the weight. But I just, I think, you know, someone said that he wrestles a lot like you on Twitter and you corrected them and said, that's not true. He's reckless. And I do agree, Ben. And even though there's a lot of similarities between the way you both wrestled, I think that he does need to have more control on the flurry positions that he wins. Yeah. Because I just see opportunities where people can cut that stuff off. But, you know, he's he's lost like one or two times in college, so I can't really knock him much because he wins a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the uh, the one thing that I think he does get, and this is a con- Tommy. This is a concept. A lot of scramblers they just don't get right, and they right. blow it. Um, and, and so, and someone called him. I was reading something. Someone called him a trapper. He sets traps, right? Right. But the concept that I used, and the concept that a lot of scramblers miss, is if you apply a lot of pressure to your opponent, they have to wrestle you, right? right. And what a lot of scramblers do is they wait around and wait for the shot, okay? Right. But then as soon as they get really good at it, people just stop shooting on them. Right. And now because they're not applying any pressure, people are very picky with their shots. They wait for the perfect opportunity. This is, this is great information. This is this is absolutely true. Keep going. And so, so for a scrambler really to be as effective as possible, he has to be able to and, – and sh- shooting is a bonus, right? But – but like we talked about, Bo doesn't shoot great, but Bo applies a lot of pressure to his opponents, which right. then forces them to feel like they have to shoot, right? And then they take a stupid right. shot. Then he's in the position he wants. So the pressure Bo wrestles with is what causes a lot of his opponents to, to make stupid mistakes. And a lot of people who think they're scramblers or think they, they're great scramblers, they don't get it. They stand around and they wait for their opponents to shoot on them. And then by the time they get actually good at it, their opponents just stop shooting. Right. right, and they're left with nothing. Yep. So I agree, and I want to add to that a little bit. We're kind of getting into our wrestling nerdology here, but like you said, people might like that. I, I think on top of on top of what you said, which I I totally agree with. I think that the reason why sometimes I struggle with scrambling as a go to uh, element of your wrestling, and even though you're a great scrambler, Brent, I don't think that was your go to. I think it no. was a byproduct. Correct. I think that scrambling. Much of scrambling is predicated upon your opponent making a mistake and you capitalizing on it. So, you know, there's a flaw. Yeah. In that. There's a flaw in that if it's your if if your if if your number one way to wrestle is predicated on somebody making a mistake. What if the guy never makes one? Yes. And so, I think when you apply that pressure, you invite your opponent to make more mistakes. And you, you capitalize on them. But also when you apply that pressure, you teach yourself how to create your own opportunities yeah. and, and score in your own way. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what you said. And I feel like the guys that are the best scramblers don't need scrambling to win. And that's what makes their scrambling great is that it just it evolves. It happens. It presents itself instead of these forced scrambles that I think, quite honestly, are JV and when you wrestle a really good guy, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you nailed it. And that's so. Bo, Bo is applying this this intense amount of pressure, and um, and you know I, I would still say he's he's a little bit reckless, and uh, maybe he's so good that he's going to get away with it. Um, I, you know, I guess the re- rest of the season will tell us. But I, I'll tell you, I wasn't expecting this much out of him this year. Um, 
You know, because Zahid beat him last summer, what, twice or three times, I want to say? Right, And right. Um, so I guess I just, I just wasn't expecting this. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting him well, to be as lot, good as he is. A lot of it has to do with, you know, he's in an upper weight class. I think 184 is the first upper weight class. And a lot of what he's doing is just that much more foreign to these guys than yeah. if he was 74. Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I'm interested. I did offer him on Twitter. I offered him an all-expenses-paid trip to beautiful Wisconsin if he wants to scrap a little bit. That's cool that you did that. And I know, I know you mean it, too. I, I do. I, I, Tommy, I, I don't get to do it that much anymore, but maybe I, I'm a wrestling geek. I love wrestling with new people. Like when I get to get my hands on someone who's really, really high level and I get to mix it up with them and just feel what they're doing, feel the moves they're trying. I just like – to me that is so much fun and maybe I'm a total wrestling dork, but I love it. Let me tell you something. One, you <laughs> are a total wrestling dork. But two, I am too, so I love it. It's all <laughs> I agree. Hey, are you getting in shape speaking of that? Eh, I've, had, I've had a couple sidetracks lately. But um, I'm, I'm still working out three or four times a week, just not as hard as I'd like to. Okay. You know, I got I got to be ready for Midland. Well, you got so. another eleven months. I I think you know on the live stream though, Tommy, on the Facebook live, I do believe I recruited. Um, I do believe I, I recruited Jared Frayer to be our one sixty five pounder. Oh, that's outstanding! Outstanding, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So now we only need a one forty one. So we need. Reese Humphrey or Jason Ness to step up, boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so I think the last two things, um, really the last thing, there's two. I wanted to give my boy B, B Real Budo a shout-out for his big win over, over Bo, yeah. Bo Jordan. Definitely which, deserves it. That, yeah. That's an awesome win for him. Yeah. That's going to make Great. seating interesting come NCAAs, especially if Bo does go and win the Big Ten Championship, which he definitely might. Uh huh. That should make seating at that weight class very interesting because you got Zahid, it, who's undefeated, right? Yep. And he's going to stay undefeated. So I, you know, I think he's your one. But now Bo has a loss. Um, Mark Hall has a couple losses. Real Budo has a couple losses. Um, so it's going to be interesting how that shakes out two, three, four, five, and, and on at one seventy four. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about, and, and, and this kind of involves flow also. Is Kevin Dresser's going to Oklahoma State? Flo put it out on Saturday. Um, I figured when they put it out, it, it, it might as well be fact. But a lot of people, uh, so he denied it, which I get why, right? He probably wanted to tell his team or tell Virginia Tech administration or something. Um, but if you're a major sport, if you're a football, right, and a reporter, or if you're an MMA, and the reporter gets uh, a breaking story, Tommy, they're going to report it. Yep. And Flo wasn't wrong on this one. They were right on this one. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think in the in the, the textbook version that I think just is doesn't exist in, in media. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that that the media makes just as many presumptions with their words, even though they shouldn't, as as a normal person. I think the correct application would have been dresser to Iowa State appears imminent, meaning that we have it on pretty good authority that he's going to accept the job, but he hasn't yet. But I, I, think, think, other, I think other people were saying that. Well, I know that, but Iowa State said that he accepted the position. I'm sorry, Flow Wrestling said that he accepted the position. They said that on Saturday. Well, it seems now, like he did. 
Well, he did, but, but okay. It just, well, and wait, I'm, not, wait, no, no. I, I'm assuming he did. Okay, so here's the thing, Ben. I actually agree with you. It's not a big deal. The people that were bashing Flo for like misreporting, I think that they're sensationalizing something. They're they're hating on the fact that they cut the story first because it is a technicality. But do you really think that he that he accepted the job on Saturday? Do you? Not yeah, not yeah. not what not it matters. I, no, do, I, do, I do believe do so. You think, do you think he called Jamie Pollard and said, "I accept." Let's announce on Monday. Yeah. Okay. I think that there's a chance that he did not. That he said. I, I mean, I bet he did. Because I, th- I think as small as the rest community is, if Willie and CP, if if they if they hear it's a rumor he might, and they announce that he did, in fact, do that, they look like assholes. Bottom line, they do, right? Right. So they're not reporting that he accepted that position unless they have on good authority that he accepted right. that position. And I don't know. Again, and I don't again, know who was talking that wasn't supposed to be talking. I right. don't know who was saying that he did and he, they weren't supposed to say that. But someone was saying that he accepted that position and he didn't supposed to, and it got back to the media and the media reported it. And that's what the media is supposed to do. Right, and that's why I'm not hung up on it at all. It doesn't bother me. I saw a lot of other competing news people just. You know, get hung up on it. It was just like, you know, they had turned out to be right. Maybe he said, I'm going to accept it Monday, but but not now because, you know, whatever. There could be some technicalities. Sure. But to me, I don't think the integrity of the journalism at Flow Wrestling was in limbo any more or less than it should be with ESPN and other sources that kind of release information slightly preemptively, but not in a major way. And I think that's all Flow did. Um. Yeah. So, what do you think? You think Dresser? Dre, you think Dresser did it just because he gets a shot at Iowa every single year now? <laughs> I mean, did you see what they paid him? I'm, I'm freaking pumped for wrestling. Tommy, at that rate, I might go back and be a damn college wrestling coach. I, I texted for my God boy Tom. I texted my boy Tom Ryan. I said it's time for a raise, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, every wrestling coach in America should be freaking raising the roof in their room right now. Like, yeah, yeah, one five million, baby. <laughs> I agree. No, I think um, – Because now he's going to be like a football coach, Tommy. And it's like if he freaking sucks, it's still a seven-year contract for $2.25 million and they got to pay him out, right? Right. No, he, and it's, he's 54, so it's a heck of a way to go into retirement regardless Seriously. of the result. Yeah, you know, Financially, it's a smart move. So I think um, I think he'll do good. I think it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I, I still that wasn't that good of a job the other day. I still say that. Ha! <laughs> Now I'm not I'm, ta- I'm not talking about a co- from a compensatory perspective. I mean it's it's outstanding, um, but I still contest that Virginia Tech is a better job. Well, I guess we shall see. Uh, does Tony Roby get the Virginia job or what? Virginia he Tech. deserves it. He deserves it. There's not many guys that are assistant coaches that I think should slide right into a head job when somebody succeeds them or the, when the, when their when the, their predecessor leaves. But he is. On the, sh- he's one of the best assistant coaches in America, and I think he's going to be a good leader, and I think he should get that job. Well, I agree. We'll see where that goes. Um, Tommy, that was a fun show. So I, I did the David Taylor interview, but like I said, it kept coming out. So I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna put that on this show. We are gonna get David Taylor on again next week. I'm gonna call our podcast guy. I'm gonna figure out what the f's wrong with Skype and why I can't merge calls and why calls keep cutting out. And next week, me and you are going to interview David Taylor. It's going to be awesome. All right. 
Awesome, man. Talk to you later. All right. See you, Tommy. Sounds good. See you. You are listening to the T-Row and Funky Show brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built.